Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends. I'm Paul Verhoeven and literally across from me is my dad, John Verhoeven, and we're finally back together in the same place. Dad, how does it feel to be reunited after so long? Paul, I'm approximately 100 centimeters from your face. Yes, it is quite close. Yes. Yes, and we're currently hovering over your microphone in the kitchen. Uh, This is where you record the podcast normally. It is, and it's a magnificent environment. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, so uh, we're down in Sydney at the moment. It's actually up in Sydney. We're down in Sydney right now for the... For the Australian Podcast Awards, uh, Dish Island is nominated for an award, which is great. Tegan and I are going to go along and, you know, just have a good time. But part of the thing we wanted to do while we were down here was actually get together and record an episode of Loose End. So that's what we're doing. Mm. Now, Dad, I got a message from a listener and I assumed that this spinoff episode was going to be, you know, nice and light and frothy, given mm. that we were, you know, just going to have a goof. Mm. But someone called Jonathan sent through a pretty interesting message regarding one of our talkback topics a few episodes ago so can i read this to you yeah yeah, go for it okay hi guys a friend told me about your podcast recently and thought that as an ex-fed poll member i might be interested your road trip episode touched on the death penalty as a deterrent something i've thought a lot about since having a discussion after i gave a talk to some elderly japanese i lived there for six years one of the gentlemen asked me why we don't have the death penalty in australia i gave him a few reasons including the fact that it is not seen as a real deterrent His reaction surprised me. He said, we don't care if it is or isn't a deterrent. It is a standard we set as a society for behavior that we will not accept. So in cases where there is direct evidence proving murder, the death penalty applies. It won't apply on cases including circumstantial evidence. And we won't take into account mitigating circumstances such as drug or alcohol affected behavior or mistreatment when young. His words have heavily influenced my opinion now as I see how poorly our society behaves in comparison. Police in Japan are highly respected. Here they are not. Consequences for poor behavior in Japan are much greater. There is more respect and integrity than there is here. It isn't perfect over there by any means at all, but it is so much more law-abiding and safer, and I think we could learn from it. Sorry for the long spiel, but I think it is really interesting. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Jonathan. I wasn't planning on wading into a death penalty argument, but how do you feel? Because you've been to Japan. Mm, yeah. yeah. Did you witness the police at work there at all? Um, no, I didn't. Okay. Um, but, I mean, that's a little... It's Look, I am opposed to the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So that's... Um, so why are you opposed to the death penalty? Because if you agree that murder is wrong mm. and just plain and simply bad, then I don't quite understand why... You can go out and murder someone, and then the state will sanction you to be murdered. 
Right, there by doing the thing they were... Right, so... I mean, look, and also it gets a bit complicated now because then you can say, well, what about in war, you know, with self-defence? Yes. So, uh, look, it's tough. I guess one of the default arguments for me, because there have been many, many cases, um, particularly that we know about in America, where they've actually... uh, Paul, why are you laughing? No reason. Seriously, why? (laughs) Was the way I said particularly? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I just said it to punctuate the... uh, the surrealism of the underlying metaphor. Yeah. And then die in the vacuum of space. Yeah. Yep. So, Paul. <laughs> so, Paul, the problem I have, and it's a pretty big problem, is that we know for a fact, I mean, you can you can Google the stats about the number of people in America, and I guess if it's in America, then one must amplify it internationally, mm-hmm. of the number of innocent people that have been killed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. I know. And... There's just, in the BBC News overnight, there's just a massive stories come up about a, a female author who's make, made an apology to a guy that she accused of rape. Have you heard about this story? No. And it's been proven that he was innocent. He spent 14 years of his life in jail. And it's very complicated now because she has to do a massive retraction and an apology. And, yeah, it's pretty pretty full on. So I think... But there are people, of course, out there that will just say, well, that, that's collateral damage. Um, if you've got, if, if, if the state occasionally makes the odd mistake and kills the wrong person, well, you know, that's just, you know, that, that's statistically um, a probability. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting because you did cite America before and I'm looking at the top 10 countries by number of executions, right? Mm. And this is from the BBC and this is back in 2020. Uh, so at that point, China was, I mean, way ahead. Mm. So at this point, it was saying that China was doing more than a 1,000 executions a year. Then Iran was doing about 250. Saudi Arabia, 184. Iraq, 100. Egypt, 32. And then in sixth place, you've got the US at 22 executions Mm. uh, Mm. in that year. Pakistan, Somalia, South Sudan, Yemen. It's interesting seeing... America sitting in the middle of that group of countries, mm. uh, and it's interesting that Japan doesn't actually rank on no, the top. No, well, team. I heard about a, um, a death sentence that's going to be administered just a few weeks ago, which, yeah. and I didn't know anything about today's discussion, but I actually was quite surprised that they still have the death penalty, and I think they still have the death penalty, Paul, in um, in Singapore. Right. So it's okay. interesting, isn't it? But, but I, I would be curious to see... Because countries keep abolishing the death penalty, so clearly countries are realizing that it's not actually working. I mean, I'd be I'd be curious to see what reasons people are, you know, kind of cancelling mm. it for. But Paul, I, I I find it problematic in this case comparing Japan with Australia. Culturally, we are unbelievably different. Yeah, but I don't think, you know, I don't think you can put the orderly, sort of compliant, polite amazing Japanese culture that is so magnificent that we travel over there to visit, to down, see. Down to the Down to the police. But also, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, the death penalty, as I have said many times, I don't believe it's a deterrent because criminals, when they set about committing a crime, probably the last thing they're thinking about is getting caught. Uh, and they just, um, I mean, the, the statistics bear out that... Um, it's it's just not a deterrent. I mean, the the whole jail system is is a complete failure. But what on earth? I mean, society demands, I guess, safety, protection. But the budgets that 
states like in California, mm. the the corrective service uh, services budget exceeds their education budget and also the the massive disparity between you know uh like the racial bias and economic bias and white collar crime not going as nearly as punished i mean but it says here that capital punishment in japan is a legal penalty it is applied in practice only for aggravated murder although it is also permitted for certain crimes against the state such as treason and then it says and this is bizarre executions are carried out by hanging Hmm. it's still yeah, well, hanging is a pretty um, sort of <clears throat> well. It's it, in theory, it's very um, very quick. Right, that's in theory. But there are many, many. I mean, the French used to use the guillotine. Um, yeah. You know, they use the electric chair, mm. uh, death by lethal injection. If I was to be executed, what is the way that I would prefer to be executed? I didn't well, ask, I, but I'm curious. <clears throat> okay, well, I uh, I do occasionally think about this in a morbid sort of way. Smothered by a naked lady. I would, uh, I'd like to not know about it. Right. Someone sneak, Sli- someone sneak, sneak me a mickey. Sneak up behind you. Like the, um, the Kuklinski, the, the mass murderer. The what? You know, the assassin in America that used to just go up and just, you know, stick a knife in their back. No. He picked them, them at random. Here's the thing, Dad. If they're trying to make executions more humane, mm. then where's the deterrent, right? Like, if it, like, what, what, look, I, I, I'm not endorsing this at all i'm saying if i was a real son of a bitch mm. right if i was running a country with an iron fist mm. and i was trying to deter people from committing actual crimes and mm. that was my only goal mm-hmm. then surely even if i wasn't actually going to do it i would want people to think that the execution would be as horrible and painful as possible mm. right so, so it, you I, could do but, like, you could do it like a pre-torture like no, have an hour or two of torture prior not, to being executed but i'm not saying i would actually do it i'm saying that it, wouldn't you want the image of Dying by the state's hands is the most horrifying Hellraiser-esque thing possible, so you should avoid committing crimes, as opposed to having this really odd... I find it very odd where people are going, we need to make it more humane. Why? Isn't that creepier? Doesn't that make you feel like people are livestock? Right? Look, I, I just mm-hmm. I find it so... And then, you, then what you're doing is talking about making the murder of someone by the hands of the state more comfortable for the person. And then also comfortable for the people watching where they don't feel like they're watching something that's going to make them feel squeamish. Mm. Look, it's bizarre because in America what they do is you go and sit down, a group of people, I'm not sure whether they're volunteers or what the story is, they sit in a room, they they open up the curtain. Oh, yes, of course. And then they all view. And they watch it happen. And they watch it. Yeah. And um, And they wait by the phone for the governor to... Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite... And then they notify the people maybe a... Maybe a light or a siren goes off and all the people having a vigil outside get to know that, okay, that's that person's life has expired. Yep. But the, the whole concept of killing people is also fairly... It can be a torture within itself because, um, as is well known, a lot of people don't die as supposed to. They, they, they Like with the electric chair, you read some of the... Um, you know, the accounts where, where steam and smoke's sort of emanating from their head and yeah. and they're shitting their pants and pissing everywhere and, and they cover their head because can you imagine watching the grimacing look of... And I just think it's so... I don't think it's healthy to actually look at someone die. It's probably not healthy to crave the death of another person, honestly. As, like if you... But then you get the retribution thing and I totally understand. Mm. Um, but there is kind of a bit of a base line where a lot of people... Um, these are very complex topics. They're not simple, and I and I and I, I think we're very very fortunate in this country to at least not have gone down the path of, for example, Duterte in the Philippines, who literally said 
you can kill people that are dealing in drugs. But what happens, of course, is that you have the vigilante situation. Yeah. Like the famous Star Chamber, the film where, you know, it sounds really good in theory, where you take out someone that, you know, has done something... Do you live inside a garbage truck? It is so loud here. Hang Paul, but this never you never hear this. No, yeah, it's true. I only hear 400 birds. Well, it's actually not 400. That's it's, good. it's 380. Hmm. We it's actually have one bird out here that talks. Really? Yeah. Not English. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Dad, there's actually an article that I found here from The Guardian, and it's going to tie it back to the Japan thing. So I'm just going to read from this article in The Guardian, which I found, Dad. Two death row inmates in Japan are suing the government, claiming that the practice of not informing inmates of the time of their execution until only hours before they are hanged is inhumane. In what is believed to be the first legal challenge of its kind, the prisoners have demanded changes to the procedure and and 22 million yen in compensation in a suit filed in Osaka. They claim that the short notice given to death row inmates before they are led to the gallows is illegal since it doesn't give condemned men and women enough time to object. In a 2009 report, Amnesty International accused Japan of subjecting death row inmates to cruel, inhuman, and degrading treatment, including the short time prisoners are given to prepare themselves for their execution and the many years they spend in solitary confinement. It has also criticized Japan for executing or placing mentally ill and intellectually challenged prisoners in solitary confinement. 
The death penalty in Japan is usually imposed in cases that involve multiple murders. Opinion polls show high levels of of public support for capital punishment, particularly in the aftermath of high-profile crimes, such as the 1995 sarin gas attack on Mm. the Tokyo subway by members of a doomsday cult. Mm. The Justice Ministry said 112 people were on death row in Japan, although no executions were carried out in Japan last year, the first year in which none had taken place since 2011, and no one has been put to death so far this year. Mm. So... Yeah, I mean, in regards to the um, message from our listener, I really like... Because Tegan and I have been to Japan, mm. and there was a real sense of orderliness, mm. but there does... There's got to be a... Well, There's always a flip side. There, right? yeah, and you know what that flip side may be, Paul? Right. From a society's perspective, mm. let's, let's, without sort of being too morbid here, let's look at the incredible rate of suicides in Japan. Yes, there so is. There's a- clearly something happening beneath the surface. Yeah. And the fact that... Uh, you know, it's it appears on the surface to be. I mean, Christine and I one night we were heading back to a hotel. It was winter. It's midnight. In Japan, there was a in in in, in Tokyo. Yep. And there was a road crew. Uh, might I say, the road crew were all wearing white gum boots. Yeah. That were immaculate. Mm-hmm. And as we approached them, we were with Anne. The entire crew of road workers all turned to us and bowed. Is that not staggering? Yes. Can you imagine a road crew in Sydney? Or Australia all turning around. I can imagine them and turning around doing something at the same time, but yeah. I they see. might give you the bird. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. it's fascinating. But these are cultural things that are you know, so hard to to really to analyse objectively. Yeah. Um, but look, society, I think if society was allowed to just run rampant, which as we know they do in, in certain places, and you've also got extremely authoritarian uh, regimes, it, I just think it's... You know, I think you need time to calm down, to to, to gather the facts, to and it's just t- it's a it's a tough one, and it's a very emotive topic. It's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna all our listeners they'll all have their own viewpoints. Um, but I mean, it just I just want to say that Japan does have high suicide rates, but they don't even rank in the top ten, right? I didn't know that. No, no. I mean, I don't know where Lesotho is. It's in Africa. Okay, yeah. So there's a bunch of small African nations, and then there's South Korea. And then there's Lithuania, Russia, South Africa. It just, it doesn't, Africa's got, I would say, mm. extraordinarily high rates. Mm. But Japan, you know, it's a really complex place. And I, I don't, I, this is all anecdotal. I don't want to cite whether or not their kind of wonderful cultural orderliness and sort of all the amazing things about Japan have anything to do with the looming possibility of being hanged, mm. right? But I do, in a broader philosophical sense, want to buck against the idea that the death penalty uh, acts as a deterrent to commit crimes. Because mm. it, does, it absolutely I, look, doesn't. I, I, I think it's a w- worth sort of doing some fairly deep research. Yes. It's a fantastic, um, you know, question. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really interesting. Well thought out. And, and, and you know, it's, it's sort of obviously, you know, it's created the opportunity here to to talk about it in in an entire episode but i also like to think about the time where we as a society in the 21st century we have you know certain viewpoints about certain things in the west but if you go back in time we had in in australia we Mm -hmm. had public executions public where the public would just go and you know and what about in 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 england when they had put you in the stocks and people had come and throw rotten fruit at you yeah and vegetables uh, so it's all very well sort of looking back and going, oh, yes, well, that was, you know, but, you know, it's 
one likes to think that we've sort of evolved, but I think like with this COVID situation for the last two years, Paul, I think this is occasionally I get this without sort of being a doomsday merchant. Occasionally I do get a, a sense of a little bit of almost dread when I think that the worst thing that I feel I'd hate to happen would be for society to begin to unravel. And mm. that kind of freaks me out a little bit. So, you know, they're challenging times. Thinking about, and we'll just close out on this, thinking about execution as a deterrent. We haven't had capital punishment in Australia legally since uh, 1967. So the final person to be executed in Australia was Ronald Joseph Ryan. And he was found guilty of shooting and killing uh, a prison warder during an escape from Pentridge mm. in 1965. And he was hanged. Mm. And that's around that time, there were lots of protests mm. against capital punishment. Mm. And as a result, he was the final person to be executed in Australia. So 1967 mm. is when we cut that out. Mm. Um, Paul, and- Paul, how's this sound? Yeah. What we need to do, hypothetically, mm-hmm. we need to... Uh, I mean, our jails in Australia... A chocker block. Yeah. They're full to the gunnels. We're building new jails, for God's sake. Okay, so what we now need to do as a test, which is impossible to do, but in theory, we should reintroduce the death penalty. We should execute people for the next, say, five years, then look back at the stats and see whether there was a reduction in prisoners going to jail. And I'll bet you my left, you know what, that there'll be no reduction. Because yeah. people, they don't... They, you know, when, when you go out and commit a, a heinous crime, some terrible crime at night time, and we don't know, need to say what that crime is, but it's it's a pretty bad one. And then you, you're not thinking, I mean, you're doing your very, very, very best to not get caught. And, and, and jails are full of people that even though they've been, they've gone through the entire judicial process, go and interview them, a lot of them will still say, oh, no, it wasn't me, I didn't do it. You got the wrong guy. Mm. Um, it's complicated. These are these are big, deep topics. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, we'd be very keen to hear your thoughts, uh, listeners. So, if you want to shoot us across a message, you can head across to facebook.com forward slash loose units. And by the way, thank you so much to the listener who provided that perspective. I'm always interested in hearing, you know, um, you know, points of view from other places, other countries, other cultures. Uh, and look. At this point, we are recording before the Australian Podcast Awards, but by the time you hear it, the results will be out. So if Tegan and I won for Dish Island, uh, I can't tell you now because I don't know. Uh, But also, I'd like to just send a really quick thanks to all the listeners who nominated us for the People's Choice Award. It's very, very sweet of you. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, thank you to everyone for helping us cross the 5 million listens mark. We Mm -hmm. really, it's such an incredible milestone and we couldn't have done it without you. So... Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. And thank you, Dad, for, you know, letting us do one in person for the first time in, God, over like a year and a half or something crazy. Mm -hmm. It's unusual because I'm normally in this room by myself, staring into oblivion. But sitting opposite you is, it's great though. But it's funny how um, you just go into the mode, don't you? Yeah. You hit that switch and we're off. It's the same thing, but it's it's much better doing it in person. No, it's great. We used to do all of these episodes in person. Dad, Dad would come down to Melbourne. We'd sit in the studios over on Easy Street and we'd record like six in a day and then we'd have a cry because we were so tired and that was how we did the show. But now it's been remote for a long time. So it's really nice to be back in the room with you, Dad. So thanks for joining me. Pleasure. And uh, thanks very much, everyone, and look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.